0: It's time to wake up, recover from last night's mess, and get your fix of sports caffeine. It's time to kickstart your day with the latest sports news and opinions. Get ready. Sports Caffeine is live in three, two, one. Welcome everybody to another episode of Sports Caffeine. I'm your host, L. Bushman, here at Sports Caffeine. Of course, you can stream us live on fanstreamsports.com and also make sure to download the Fanstream Sports app on iPhones and also Android devices where you can stream us and all the other shows. And one particular show would be Set the Sales because, once again, the host of Set the Sales, James Ludeman, is joining me on Sports Caffeine tonight. James, what's going on, buddy?
1: Dude, I'm really excited to put my baseball hat on. I love baseball so much, and it, it just does my heart happy to talk baseball anytime, so I'm glad to be here, buddy. I'm excited.
0: Well, I know we were talking before the show, and I think since you uh, have been on the show so many times, and you've <laughs> you've kind of guest-hosted a lot, I think we have to dub you the fifth man of our, our four-man crew, so con- congratulations to being a new co-host of the Sports Caffeine. I know you got your show, so yeah, you're on our show now, so...
1: Yeah, you, you've been on our show, too, so there you go. You're, you're, the, you're the fourth man on our show, so there you go. Bam. Oh,
0: there you go. Okay, cool. Well, speaking of baseball, we do have a special guest with us tonight. She is the Fox Sports Florida in-game reporter for the Tampa Bay Rays. Please welcome to the show, Trisha Whitaker. Trisha, how are you tonight?
2: Oh, my goodness. I'm good. I'm just missing baseball more than ever. But I think
0: <laughs> I think everybody on this, this show, uh, including myself, are in need of a, a baseball injection. Um, so, I, you know, I kind of want to kick it off to you first. You know, Major League Baseball, the players, the owners can't get anything together. I know they rejected the 114 uh, season proposal, uh, I think it was yesterday. Kind of wanted to get your thoughts. Do you, are we going to see any type of baseball this year? Do you think it's maybe kind of the point of no return? Are we, are we going to see baseball this year? Are we just going to have to wait until 2021?
2: Oh, gosh. Well, I wish I knew the answer to that question. Um, I can predict all I want, but at the end of the day, things change pretty rapidly right now. So, I feel like I can't even get up to date sometimes on what's happening. I feel like it literally changes every day, if not like every few hours, you know, you're constantly like on Twitter, like what's going on, what's going on. Um, I think we will see baseball, but I have no idea at what capacity. Um, obviously the 114 game proposal was rejected, the 50 game proposal or the 50 game idea, whatever you want to call it, um, has been floated out there. So, I don't know. I don't know if I knew I would probably be at least somewhat more content. Um, (laughs) If we play baseball, I'll be able to look forward to it. If we don't, then I can try to figure out what I'm going to do to pass the time until 2021. I hope we do. And I firmly believe I can't really, I, I, I don't, it's really not my place to say what I think of what the owners are saying or what the players are saying. But I will say this: um, I think right now they've got to find a way to come together. Um, that's the biggest thing right now. I, we don't have a lot of time. Exactly. To um, take more time, we don't have time to take more time. <laughs> <laughs> and it's know, just like I know uh, they're
0: proposing like even like a fifty to sixty game idea. It's like. You guys need to, to come in at the middle. I mean, everybody's clamoring for some kind of sports. Now, the NBA is is looking like they're going to restart in the next couple of weeks pretty soon. And then it's just baseball is only like that. Now they're like the redheaded stepchild that just can't get it together because it seems like both sides are greedy. It's like, guys, you're all going to lose money no matter what. So let's just get it together, get back to playing, and let's let's just go. So... I
2: completely agree. I want my job back. I'm tired of, <laughs> of not having my job. I mean, it's just, it's frustrating. So, and I think they, the players want their jobs back. Everybody wants it back. So let's just get something figured out.
1: Trisha, there was an article in the Tampa Bay Times today by Mark Topkin. Uh, and speaking of kind of a good transition here uh, to just getting your job back, you know, the article talked about, uh, you know, if the Rays are playing on the road, they're they're, likely having broadcasters including yourself uh possibly doing some stuff from home uh so is your is your home ready to take you know on on the road is your home ready for for you know in-game analysis from the comfort of your own living room at this point
2: well i don't think it would be our own living rooms i think it would be (laughs) like the studios in tampa or fort lauderdale um So, well they're building a studio in Tampa right now but it could be in Fort Lauderdale I really don't know um, that will be a challenge if I I don't I don't know how we would do sideline reporting or in-game reporting from a studio um,
1: yeah.
2: but if that's the decision that they make which I hope that it is not we all hope that it is not um, we will have to adjust so yep. that might mean talk back interviews with players um, with us in Florida and them in New York or wherever it is. Um, I don't you, know. See, we, don't, we, we I don't, the, 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 the report that we have been told something definitive that what we're going to do is not correct. Like we don't know what we're doing. We don't know if we're going to be doing it remotely or there. Um, none of us have been told unless, I mean, I've talked to other broadcasters too. We don't have a clue. Yeah. Um, so that's not definitive yet, but it is certainly a possibility. Yeah. I hope that's not the way it'll be, but if it is, then we will adjust and we will make it work. We will do just about anything to broadcast a baseball game, even if it is from a closet.
0: I mean, yeah. you could you could always go the the Twitch route. I mean, if you wanted to get some pointers from Blake Snell, he's ah uh, he's all over that when it comes to broadcasting through Twitch. So, um, considering
2: I... <laughs> everything that Twitch has done for that situation i want to stay as far away from twitch as possible <laughs>
0: I, I i i know this is probably a subject that you've probably been asked plenty of questions on uh you know with blake snell and, and his thoughts about not wanting to play because of he might get the rona and then the the, the money he's looking to get In, have you talked to other players that maybe feel the same way as blake or are they just kind of being mum for right now and just kind of closing their mouths what have any guy if any of the other guys on the team said anything about that whole situation
2: Not to me. Um, They, I think they are closing their mouths right now, and that's their choice. Um, And you know what? It is Blake's right to say that he's worried about that, and it is Blake's right to be um, unhappy with the deal that was or is or will be in place. Um, I obviously think that there maybe could have been a better way to say it, but if that's that's what he thought... thought and, and then that's what I thought, and that's, that's how I can say it. Um, so I, I don't know. I I don't like I like I said. Like I don't really necessarily side with one side or the other. I just want them to figure it out. I just want a deal to be made, and I want the season to be played. Um, and I I think that everybody actually. I know that sounds so you know, cliche and politically correct, but I think everybody has valid points and valid reasons to feel the way that they feel. I mean, listen, this is insane. Like this is a crazy time. If we thought that we were just going to start playing baseball and everybody was going to agree on everything, we're kidding ourselves. And we're crazy. This is, I hate to use this word because it's so overused right now, but it is unprecedented. And how are we supposed to deal with a situation and Think that everybody's going to agree. They're not going to agree. But you have to find a way to make it work. And I hope that they can. And I hope that Blake will be happy. And I hope that they will all be happy. I don't want anybody getting the coronavirus. And I think that we have to do everything we can to make sure that nobody dies. But I also think we have to do everything we can to play the game again.
1: Yeah. And I agree with you. I think to me, this kind of reminds me of of, uh, Pawn Stars, you know, like between the two sides. Like the one side, like okay, will you will you take one hundred and twelve? No, but I could take fifty. I'll take fifty for that. You know, it's 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 just really funny how just neither side can seem to agree. Now, as a fan li, li, and myself, you know, I've been a fan of the Rays since I was ten years old. I was at the first game uh, in ninety eight against Detroit. I've, I've been a fan my whole life, and to me, I just I'm with you. I just want to get to a point where we can see where we could see baseball, you know, like it, it's just at this point with the NBA making their announcement about moving to Orlando, even with shorter teams, as far as, you know, not people, but shorter list of teams. <laughs> and then the NH, you know, the NHL making their announcement, they're moving toward playoffs. You know, I think at this point, you know, you don't want anybody to get sick, but then again, you know, you have to be a fan of this game too, with what you do. So, I mean, is the fan in you just saying let's go and just get this done
2: Uh, Yeah, (laughs) Um, let's go. Let's get it done, and let's get it done safely, and let's make sure that we're fair. Like that's all I want. I want I want it to be fair for everybody, and I want I want the deal to be done, and I want everybody to be safe. Um, You know, Blake is not wrong in the sense that like you don't want to get the coronavirus because you don't want that to affect you for the rest of your life. But he's also you know there's also the sense of like well. You know, we could just like when when will we have a vaccine? We don't know when we're gonna have a vaccine. So at what right. point do we say, well, we gotta get back to normal, but be really really careful with it. You know, like we we gotta be realistic with ourselves.
0: So yeah, yeah I would say. I mean, my my biggest complaint with him was his whole execution of once again his execution on you know on Twitch. And, you know, the first was the whole Tommy Fam trade, which you know his comments blew up out of there, and then. He has to go and say something like this on Twitch. It's like, we, we get it, man. We know where your heart is at and where your thoughts are. It's just the whole execution of what you said just kind of made everybody just say, dude, really? You, you, you're going to complain about it? You're making millions of dollars? You play for a team that's got top-notch doctors. But on the other hand, it's like, yeah, we, we get it. If you get it, then you know your whole body and whole system can be out of whack, and you can may, may never pitch the way the same way again. So I, I, I had a theory. like if he If he decides not to play – you could bring up Brent Honeywell, but now Brent Honeywell is is now out of commission for who knows how long. Um, what a this, smooth
2: transition!
0: I know, I know. <laughs> thank you. Um, could you know now with him out of the out of the out of the the way? Him or not? I shouldn't say out of the way, but now with him out again with another arm injury, is is this it for for Brent Honeywell? Should the should the Rays move on from him, or should they just say, you know what, he's going to have another? surgery i guess it went well and now he's going to rehab again are they going to just you know wait to see how what happens with him or are they just going to maybe move on from brent
2: i don't know um but it breaks my heart what happened with brent honeywell i remember at spring training it looked like everything was trending in the right direction right he threw that bullpen and then i interviewed him right afterwards on the broadcast and he was just so happy he was just so happy and i if my if my memory is correct i i think i remember him saying he felt better than he thought he would um and you know there was a lot of hope there and there was a lot of optimism and he just brant has a way of reminding you like i don't want to say like he's a very mature guy but he has a way of reminding you of like the energy that like a younger guy can bring to the game, right? He's still so excited about everything, you know, and it, 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 it's, it's, it's energizing. And then to see this setback for him again, it just breaks your heart. Um, because Brent is just, I mean, he's a hilarious guy, you guys. He's funny. He is confident. Um, and he just is energizing. Um, and I'm just so sad that that happened to him. I'm not sure what the Rays are planning for him. um, I I would hate to see him go, but you know you also understand that it's a business. But again, I don't I don't know what they're going to do. Um, but I know that Brent, when he does come back, um, he's going to come back with a lot of fire <laughs> because that guy has been sidelined through so much. Last time he played in a game was what 20, 2017, right? Yeah, I, I mean, so. yeah. gosh, that's brutal. That's brutal. I just my heart goes out to him.
1: So, uh, Tricia, last question for me. um, And this is kind of more of a fun question to kind of, you know, get away from the sadness of no baseball at this point. Uh, (laughs) But the last last question for me, uh, I'd like to know, obviously, you know, when you're in the game, you know, you have a job to do. And by the way, I think you do a great job. Uh, my my wife and kids are like, oh, I'm talking to Trisha Whitaker. They're like, oh, that's the lady we see on the Rays game. <laughs> and uh, they they were they were super excited about about me having to get the chance to talk to you. So thank you for that.
2: That's so uh, That's so but, sweet.
1: Uh, but the one thing I will ask is, sometimes I think as fans, you know, we we have that moment where we're like, oh man, I remember where I was during that moment. And and is there a moment for the Rays? Maybe while you were in the middle of doing something or getting ready for the next, you know, interview or however, that you just kind of got lost in the game for a second that you can recall?
2: Um, well, I think the moment that I'm always going to remember from last season and the most, I mean, it was seriously <laughs> one of the most fun. Yeah. You know what I'm going to say. Yeah, don't you? I do. It was, the most, <laughs> it was the most fun day of my entire career. Um, and I've covered like the NFL, the NBA, College of Basketball. I've covered the national championship. I've covered all that stuff. When they clinched the postseason in Toronto, you guys, like we did an hour broadcast, an hour post game, I think. Yep. And I mean, I like, I knew that like probably the, not probably, I knew the champagne was going to be flying <laughs> and I'd probably get hit. But I mean, I have never, like, I was soaked. I mean, it was, like, the most fun I've ever had doing interviews in my life. It took me, like, three days to get the smell of beer out of my hair. I also call it the walk of shame that I did from um, the Blue Joy Stadium back to the hotel after the celebrations were over. We don't take a bus from the stadium to the hotel because it's literally right next door. But you do have to walk across the street and through this, like, courtyard area. So it's like, I don't know, 1130 midnight or something. and People are out about Toronto. And I am walking out by myself with like my mascara running <laughs> down my face. Like my clothes are soaked. I smell like if you've ever smelled champagne when it's been I'm, sitting there, it smells like body odor. Were people like, looking terrible. at you with
0: that? Were they looking at you like, geez, lady, get it together. Come on. Come oh, on.
2: my gosh looks i like got were like this girl it she like can she not handle herself like this is crazy <laughs> and you know i'm like walking home but i didn't even care it was so much fun and i will never forget just like that team was so full of like young guys who had never been there so you could never tell them act like you've been there they hadn't been there you know and these guys have been grinding it out since the minors trying to get there and they're young and they're there and it was the most fun celebration. And Charlie Morton, I remember, is just standing in the corner, and he <laughs> he looked like a proud parent. He was like <laughs> taking videos on his iPhone of all the guys celebrating. And that's just what always stand out to me because I just, I just, that was when I just felt like, geez, this is where I want to be. Like this is this is. This is where I want to be. This is the job I always wanted. The other one was in Oakland when they won the wild card. You guys, I first of all, I got soaked again. Um, it was, it's like their mission to do that, which is hilarious. It's awesome. Because you, you're part of that team. like You're a part of the family after you've been with them for like seven months straight, traveling everywhere. I mean, those are, those are like my brothers, basically. And so we were in Oakland. They soaked again, you know. And, but we had to get on the plane from the stadium And go straight to Houston. There are no locker rooms for women in the Oakland stadium.
0: I can see the flight attendants looking at Trisha going, oh, man, some people can't just handle Oakland.
2: Guys, (laughs) my hair was, like, crunching. All the players, when they got on the plane and looked at me, they were like, oh, my gosh, you're a hot mess. And I was like, because of you, you did this to me. So I had to sit on the plane for five hours soaked in champagne and beer but i wouldn't have had it any other way it was awesome i, I think <laughs> sorry I, it was a long answer but
0: <laughs> i think we we talk, me and chip talked to you at the alds uh when they played houston and you were saying champagne was good for the hair i think you may have said that no no no, no, no. Beer. beer beer was good beer. for the hair that's yeah. right awesome well trisha the protein
2: it's, uh, and the hops in it <laughs> well
0: well trisha it's been great having you on the show before i get you out of here uh with all the champagne showers and the beer are you finally turned off uh, from from drinking champagne and beer, or are you good to go the rest of the way? I know that kind of no, was a tra- traumatic, traumatic no. experience for you with all that, but...
2: No, it brings back good memories now, actually. The smell of champagne and the smell of beer will always remind me of clinching the postseason in Toronto and winning the wild card in Oakland, and I so wish that they could have done the same in Houston, but... That's another conversation.
0: (laughs) Well, hopefully we get to see you soon. Uh, It's been uh, a great conversation with you, Tricia. You can catch her hopefully when Fox Sports comes back. It is Tricia Whitaker, the in-game host for the Tampa Bay Rays. Tricia, thanks for coming on the show. We will talk to you soon.
2: Thanks, guys. Talk to you later.
0: My fondest memory of, of that was, yeah, me and Chip went to her uh, after the game was over, or before the game was. She's like, yeah, it's, it's great for the hair. Beer is great for the hair. I was like, <laughs> I did not know that. That's an interesting thing. Maybe I should get some bush lights and some am still and just pour it all over my head and see what happens after that. So, I don't have it.
1: hair, so I kind of, you know, that doesn't really apply to me. Well, I, I mean,
0: guess. you could you could put it in the follicles and see what happens with it. <laughs> what's like so up everybody? Thing, you know? and of course uh welcoming in is is Nick waycaster Nick is a little late uh, I know you probably heard some of our, our our audio with with Trisha how's it going buddy
3: good man I actually got here right when you started so I kind of creeped on that entire thing it was awesome
0: oh very, oh, very good. So yeah. we we got baseball kind of out of the way, but, you know, I kind of wanted to talk to you guys about, you know, the 114-game proposal that the N- M- MLBPA proposed to the owners. They have rejected it. There is no counter offer on the table right now. Um, you know, is this it? I mean, are we not, Are we going to see a season at all, or are we going to maybe see a season maybe further down the line? I mean, now I, I think there was a rumor saying they might have a 50-60 to 60 game schedule coming up. And then they'll have playoffs, or or maybe we we should just wait to 2021. What do you guys think?
3: Oh man, I mean, I know what I want, and I know what makes sense. So, I mean, I would like for them to just figure it out. Like Trisha said, whatever whatever keeps everyone safe and whatever you know gets it done makes everyone happy. But at the same time, I think the option that keeps everybody safe is wait until next year.
0: Yeah, but but, but Nick, with, with now the NBA saying they're coming back, uh, NHL is going to go straight to the playoffs. NFL is going to start on time. Like ML, the, the guy, the MLB should just get it together and just do it. Like I get it, but
3: yeah, you know, the last last time the the Players Association and the MLB had an issue, though they just had a strike anyway. So I mean, to avoid obviously tensions are high right now with players like Blake Snell. Like like Trisha said, he has a valid point of view. But he didn't necessarily come across the right way. But part of it is, is this is different for everybody. Blake's used to being in the middle of a season right now. He's a competitor. His mindset is probably he's probably at 110 right now. Right. But he has nowhere to focus that energy. And him being a young guy, you know, he's he's definitely cocky. You know, when he doesn't have his outlet of being able to throw at people, he uh, you know, says some stuff that gets him in trouble.
0: Not an excuse. Not an excuse whatsoever. So.
3: So, not know, saying it's an excuse. I'm just saying, think about the the psychology behind it, and understand that if we push things further right now, this could this could have long lasting effects just to have a short term season. So,
0: all right. So speaking of the NBA, the NBA is not officially back, but it's going to be back. It's going to send 22 teams to Orlando. Uh, I wanted to go over uh, what they have uh, kind of proposed. They're going to do <clears throat> they're going to do 22 teams. Uh, in addition to the 16 teams that are currently qualifying for the NBA playoffs under the traditional playoff uh, format six teams on the outside looking in will make a trip to orlando to finish out the season five from the west and one from the east and then I guess the remainder of those will will be chosen to to go into the the playoffs um, guys you like this idea of having 22 teams go to to Orlando to finish out and then go right into the playoffs I was oh. a
1: little I was a little thrown off by the Eastern Conference only having nine teams and the West getting 13. I I, I don't know what the, you know, what the idea was behind that, but I I, I guess that's really the only part that I'm like, okay, maybe. But, you know, what I thought was interesting, and they haven't confirmed this, but apparently the sources, I was reading earlier, the sources are saying that the only team to vote no in this vote was the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, which was very interesting to me that they would be the one to vote no on this, but
2: yeah, uh,
1: it's just uh, it doesn't make much sense to even vote no. I I think they're at the point now where, you know, they're realizing okay, well, something is better than nothing, and I think that that's what baseball can't get past. Baseball cannot get past the idea of something is better than nothing because baseball is going to lose billions of not millions, billions of dollars without. Billions. Who,
3: billions
1: cares. who cares? Who cares? But, but I'm the thing.
3: tired of these players rich like, people yelling. All like of them.
1: Eric Cole and players like all these other guys who are going to lose about, I don't know, 20, 23, 25% of their salary, they care. And then the guys who are only making $500,000 that are going to lose almost half of their salary, they care. So, I mean, it's just, it's a situation where, Basketball at this point in the season was about to be over and go into the playoffs, so they're not losing much. Right. Baseball was. What suppo- do you mean
3: they're not losing much? They're losing all the revenue that they would have had from the traditional playoff schedule with all those ad spots. The but playoffs are the still, hottest time,
1: but they could still play in Orlando and still get revenue from TV and everything else. It's not. going to
3: be the same because each team isn't going to have the ticket revenue from each home game. There's so much concession sales, all of the other they're better than the baseball. Promotion-
1: because baseball, the baseball started to, was supposed to start two months ago and go all the way through October. So now you're saying there's no we're two months into what would be the season or almost three months now into what would be the season for baseball, basketball at this point would be gearing toward the NBA finals or at least no, close to it in they, June.
3: No, no
1: not, I, really I, I, I as much baseball would.
3: I'll disagree with that because with that, if, if baseball gets started, even if it's by, by the end of July and they just do a small portion regular season just to get something going, that ad revenue for that length of time going into a playoff type thing, if they play it right online, they're still going to lose money, of course, compared to what they are. But they have the opportunity if they can just make something work, even if the season goes into January and they isolate the teams into domes only. I like the idea of of getting rid of – oh, go ahead.
0: This is what Adrian Wojnarowski told uh, Zach Lowe on ESPN. He said, the decision to include eight regular season games before moving into postseason play ticks two boxes for the league, teams, and players. For one, it allows players to spend nearly three months away from the rigors of NBA-level exertion and play to have some of the time to knock off the rust, build up their conditioning, and redevelop some rhythm with their teammates before heading into the playoff series. It also gives the NBA more product to sell – A 22-team format that includes regular season games to broadcast is worth several hundred million dollars more in revenue than a 16-team straight-to-playoff plan. So they're going to be generating at least some kind of revenue. I mean, it's hundreds of millions of dollars that if they decided not to do it, they wouldn't have gotten Mm. that money anyway. So they're going to try and bring back some revenue anyways by having this 22-game format.
3: Let me have two minutes on this because I'm going to try to wrap up all of these topics in the one and make it all make sense. Please do. you got two minutes.
0: I won't cut you off off like we did our other host, so go. Okay, Uh,
3: fair enough. I'll try not to talk over you if you do. The MLB is complaining about losing billions of dollars, and I don't care because how many stadiums have been funded by taxpayer money? How much money does the MLB get around not paying the minor league players what they deserve? And putting some of these guys through the same season that a professional player would, granted it's shorter, to potentially make 30000 a year in some cases and have no life. So this company, if they're making billions of dollars a year and they've been around for how long? Granted, I know they haven't been making billions forever. Where are all those other billions of dollars that they've got? Where are these, the savings that the league should have put back to take care of the players? In this case, the players are the only thing the league has to use. They are their human resources. If you pay your your employees, look like at McDonald's CEO makes billions and billions and billions, and they go through turnover on McDonald's employees like nothing. MLB players are there for 15 years and they're stars. Players like Mike Trout are worth billions to the MLB over the course of their career. And he, granted, he's going to take home his portion of his millions. It's not the same. So I understand if they want their their 100 percent. They've become accustomed to a lifestyle, and if they have a you know longevity of a career like Blake Snell's projected to have, that is a big investment. So the MLB should have owned up and said, Hey shit, we should have had the savings for this. Well, you know, granted it what happened during the strike. The players struck because they knew that they had all of the value in the league. If they don't play, they don't have money, even if they put scabs in. It's it's not the same. So the MLB should have embraced this, asked the players initially, what can you do? Take that uh, MLBPA suggestion or their list, whatever their demands. Take that to a a health official. Take it to Fauci. Make it huge and get it approved at that level. Make it happen. So the players that say they don't want to play, they can sit on their high horse if they want. The players that do want to play can feel comfortable about it because they've come together on it. But no, the MLB is going to sit on their ass and they're going to complain that they're losing billions and they're going to try to scrap to get as much of that as they can. And while they're doing that, they're going to be losing every penny that they could be making. Because right now, on a side note, I've had way too much time on my hands. Researching <laughs> baseball cards, MLB the show, the activity on MLB-related activities is at an all-time high. <laughs> eBay right now, there are 9 million searches in the last like month for MLB cards, I didn't just know that. just that one term.
1: Let, okay, so you you had your two minutes. I don't need that much time. All right, but I, but that was I'm probably three. That, uh, it was right. about
0: it was about <laughs> two and a half, 245,
1: But it was it was. Damn. But I, I'm going to tell you this. Here's the thing. All right, so let let's take this into consideration. Let's say that Major League Baseball decided they were going to go ahead and do even an eighty game season. Eighty games. You are losing half of those games almost because of the coronavirus, all right? So take out the money that you would lose on half the season. The NBA started in October, and they played through March 12th or March 10th, somewhere in there. So they have had all that time to get all of those revenues for those months. Major League Baseball has not played one game. And then if a second wave of coronavirus hits, they're looking at losing even more money if you have to disrupt the season in the middle of it. So th- this is what I'm saying, and, and again, I see both sides of the coin. I see where Major League Baseball is coming from. They don't want to lose money. I get it. They're going to lose money regardless of what happens, even if they play 50 games. I also see it from the player perspective, where a guy who's making tons, like you mentioned, Mike Trout, yeah, who's, who's going to make millions and millions of dollars, but yes, I also understand his complaint where he has earned those millions and millions, and he's going to lose about a quarter of his salary for reasons he can't control. So again, it's, it's a situation where the NBA and, and even the NHL to some degree, because the NHL also had partially a season until they stopped in March. Those guys already have money and can jump back into a situation. Major league baseball has not played a game in any stadium in the United States of America. So they have zero money as it is. And now they're talking about losing even more, even when they play games, because they're probably not going to have fans in there as it is, so I, I don't see this as a, a win-win, you know, for for Major League Baseball to have 50 games. I really don't. I don't like the 50 games. I don't like the 60 games. I don't even personally like the 80 games. But they don't want to play into November. That's the biggest problem because they're scared of a second wave of coronavirus that could come and then potentially cost them even more money. So it, it's just it sucks that it's about money.
0: Yeah, and I. I, I wouldn't mind if they did the 80. I'll take 80 over the, the 50 and 60. But, you know, you guys are both right on both of your points. Wow, we've never gotten this fired up in a long time about a subject. That was good. I like that. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, but, yeah, I, I think we're all in the same agreement. as they, they just need to get something in place and something together because, you know, I've said this before, like we're we're at a point where, you know, I said, I said if you're not getting anything done by end of this month or July, just scrap it and wait till 2020 because or 2021 because you're at the point where you won't even have a season. I mean, you're going to have an abbreviated season. Now, granted, everybody wants baseball to come back, but if you got if they can't get two sides can't come together because they're both going to lose money, it's like just just go to 2021 and have a full season then because by this point I think everybody's going to gear up for for football. Everybody wants football to come back. I mean, football's going to start on time. Everybody's focus is going to be on the NFL more than anything, I think than baseball this year anyways. Well, you
1: guys agree? well, 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 yeah, <laughs> Nick, oh, okay. I, Nick, I, I'll, I'll air hug you, Nick. <laughs> we, we can we can talk and 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 have good conversation. I like it. It's fun. Yeah, I, it. I can dig I like him, it man. too.
0: Hey, hey, I like it too. You know why? Because you guys can debate, and nobody's going to talk over one another, and it's going to be fine. And yeah, it's great. That's, that's a good thing. So it's, it's cool. It's, it's all good. So let's let's transition <laughs> to the NFL. I'm going to give you guys uh, seven quarterbacks, okay, seven quarterbacks who most likely will might lose their jobs in 2020. And you can say, yay, they'll lose it, or no, they'll, they'll keep it. All right? Sound good? Let's do it. Okay. First up, Dwayne Haskins of the Washington Redskins. Do you think he'll keep his job or lose his job?
1: Hmm. Mr. lose Johnson. it uh lose it man um i'll tell you what I'll, I'll go with keep it for now because they really don't have any other valuable option because obviously alex smith is more than likely not coming back well, they've so got, they've
0: got kyle island they brought him over from carolina and he's familiar with ron rivera so
1: i mean i guess but dwayne haskins has more upside so i i'll sure. i'll say keep it for now
0: nick
3: yeah, uh, he's gonna lose it. Oh,
0: okay, all right. Next up, Philip Rivers. Keep it or lose it.
3: Ah, oh, Rivers. I I have so many feelings about this guy, and none of them are necessarily overwhelmingly positive.
0: <sighs> we would love to hear them.
3: I <laughs> no, just—he's had—he's had opportunities, man. And I don't care what anybody says. He—he's had teams that he could have taken, you know, further. I. I no, I think he's, he might. He may just retire.
0: Okay, in the middle of the season, though. I'm talking. No, not in the middle
3: of the season. No, oh, he's going to lose it in the middle of the season. Well, he, remember,
0: he only signed a one year contract with Indianapolis. So let's just say, yeah, oh, well. let's say during the year, could he keep the keep the job or lose the job? They have Jacoby Brissett as his backup. They could they make a change during the season. I mean, his numbers. Her, <sighs> yeah, his numbers were down last season, so.
3: I see first year with the new team is going to be kind of tough anyway. He doesn't seem like the most adaptable kind of guy. Yeah, I see Jacoby making a a late season comeback. Okay, James. Whether or not Rivers comes back after Jacoby comes in is another question.
1: Oh, there you go. Okay. Um, I say the division they're in is pretty difficult with Nashville kind of being on the rise, or Tennessee Titans, sorry. Titans being on the rise and Houston, I mean, well, you know, you just never know what you're going to get with them uh so i will say for now i'm gonna say lose it and i'm 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 usually an optimist with some of this stuff but but i'm gonna say lose it because i think there's there's just gonna be something that goes down i don't know what it is but there's gonna be something that happens mid-season and and he's gonna go down
0: okay okay jared stidham of the the new england patriots uh
1: i'll go keep it just because simply because of bill belichick that's it that's all I got. So I'll I'll say keep it.
3: I don't see him being the kind of guy to go through multiple quarterbacks in a season.
0: Okay. Next up now, this guy hasn't really officially won the job yet in Chicago, but he's most likely going to win it. Nick Foles.
3: You know what? I think Nick Foles is going to have a great year. I'm going to give him some positive vibes.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, I'm not giving him positive vibes. Lose it. I think Mitch
3: Trubisky,
1: I think Mitch Trubisky is a good quarterback that was unfortunately a part of a bad system. And until he leaves Chicago, he won't be as good as I think he can be. But uh I, I think he does manage to keep the job for now. All
0: right. He's he's got one of the sweetest mustaches in all of the league, Gardner Minshew.
3: I don't uh, know how I feel about him either.
1: <laughs> Um, i'll say keep it i mean i mean who's it i don't even know who their backup is do they even have a good back i mean i don't know who he would lose they got rid of nick Foles, so i don't know well
0: they brought him they brought him mike Lennon. so oh no come on so we all know who mike Lennon is i mean <laughs> at least he can know? see over
3: the offensive line that's true oh he's that's
0: true long, he's got a long neck to do it with so
1: okay i'm, I'm gonna say power the stash uh, he's going to stay in. He'll keep it.
3: I, th- I think he's going to lose it to injury, so not any fault of his own, but I just see he's going to let the Minshew mania go to his head, and he's going to run into one of these boys, and it's going to hurt. Ooh. All right.
0: Ooh. All, like right. All right. Tyrod Taylor.
3: He's also going to get hurt. He's going to look at the ball the wrong way, and he's going to get hurt.
1: <laughs> um, let's see, Tyrod Taylor. I- I'll say – Oh goodness, Chargers! You know they're really pushing for uh for their draft pick, their quarterback. Just I think draft. that yeah. So I'll say I'll say lose it because I think he'll come in probably one or two games and they'll see what they got and be like, mm, we're gonna build for the future. Okay. <laughs> so
0: now this one is I wouldn't say a no brainer. I don't think it's gonna happen this year, but you never know. Ryan Fitzpatrick or Fitzmagic to some people.
3: Hmm, that man is gold. I <laughs> I love him. If they do anything to Ryan Fitzpatrick, if they hurt his feelings, even just a little bit. I take back everything good I said about Miami and the other shows. And I hope they all get fired for doing crack. <laughs> oh no, I I like Fitzpatrick, and I just man, he's just got that mentality that you can't you can't coach. He's one of those guys that you, you let him lead your team. I think that he could honestly get traded mid-season, depending on these other scenarios we're talking about as well.
1: Um, I'll say uh, I'll say keep it for now as well because I still think Tua is not a hundred percent physical. I mean he he looks to be in pretty good shape, but I don't know if he's even hundred percent physically. And I know that you know Fitzpatrick is not like one of those quarterbacks that's like. You know, Super Bowl winner, four Super Bowls, things like that. But again, he's played for pretty much every team in the league at this point. So you know, you might as well learn under a guy who knows how to win. He does know how to win. I'll give him that. Uh, but I think there's not really a whole lot of better guys he can learn from as far as in game than than uh, Fitzpatrick.
3: Have
0: he knows see. how to
1: survive in the league. That's that's yes. what. I, yeah, you're right. That's what I meant to say. Have Thank you, you. have
0: you guys seen him lately? I mean, I know I, I, he. His latest picture, uh, he hasn't shaved or cut his hair since COVID went down. And you know how bushy his his beard is already. He looks like a suave Santa Claus. And I'm not talking about the way, like, Ben Roethlisberger looked with his drunk Santa Claus beard. Like, Fitzpatrick looks majestic with his hair. It's almost like a poof coif, and then he's got his, his big, long beard. He looks like a majestic uh, uh, Santa Claus. Oh, my it's, God. It's, he,
3: he looks like Santa Claus with a blowout. See, there you go. Oh my god. Yeah with just he looks, a tinge of alcoholism.
0: Yeah, he looks almost looks like a Lord of the Rings character where he could just be on a steed and just be like have a sword in one hand and a football in the other.
1: Now look at me. Now look at your man. Now look back at me. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: you know, like it he kinda looks like that right now. I I look. It's so funny too, because you know, he's he's been in the league forever, but you know what's funny is he's actually younger than our quarterback. <laughs> He's only, 30, he's only thirty seven years old compared to, you know, forty three year old Tom Brady at this point. But,
3: yeah, but, but he's yeah. seventy five years worth of wisdom in that beard. That's and, true. And remember,
0: Fitzpatrick has beaten Brady a couple times here and there. So That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're
3: right.
0: So I know, you know, let's let's get uh, to let's get to this subject. You know, first and foremost, we're a, a sports entertainment show. You know, we try not to mix politics or social issues into our show. We're we 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 look at sports caffeine as a way for everybody to tune out of what's going on in the world today. If you get too much of seeing what's going on on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and also on the news, we want you guys to to tune into our show to get that escape because that's what sports is all about. It's all about escaping the the, the you know the, the madness of what's going on in the world today. But you know sometimes when things like these happens with the social issues of going on, um, you know we do. We want to be there for everybody in the communities that are being affected. So we want to put that out there, that sports caffeine is, is with everybody when it comes to social injustice. When social injustice has happened, we want, we're we on the sides of, of the people that it's being wronged to. Um, now, there's a certain quarterback that came out with some comments uh, yesterday, and then Twitter went, went on a blaze. Uh, Drew Brees. Drew Brees has... Basically, you said some comments where I think it was the wrong time to say those things, and I wanted to get your guys' opinion about uh, Drew Brees and what he said the other day.
3: Well, who wants to go first on this one? I'll uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll be nice. I'll start this off cordial because <laughs> I hate the Saints. I'll start that. So. Okay.
0: Well, how about you go first, Nick? Come on.
3: Um. Well. I'll avoid being too political, and for those who who do care about how I feel, you can just take a peek at my personal Facebook, and it's pretty easy. But I made a, a post today that basically said, America's not a cult. If you want to take a knee while we're singing a song about how great our country is as a protest to something that you see as a great social issue as an athlete, I think that's one of the more responsible ways that you can protest. Are the more peaceful ways that you can protest and use your platform for something that you believe in. Now, whether or not you believe in that, it doesn't have to make you angry, because for you to be angry, you're putting your passion for the flag, for the military, above the needs of you know black citizens, and that's what Kaepernick was kind of making the point. And it's it's right now he's probably like got a, a sad laugh because his point was to say, I'm, we're trying to protest peacefully now. It's an issue now. And we didn't listen. And, you know, people did. People talked about the NFL losing their ratings, and it was clear that's how the NFL reacted. So Drew Brees, trying to save face, he he can't read a room because there's riots going on, and people are throwing Molotov cocktails. Granted, everyone thinks that people are just doing it so they can get TVs from Target. Um, there's a lot, of, a lot of craziness going on and he represents New Orleans. It's a very black city. It's a very cultured city. And for him to be one of the like superheroes of the NFL and to be that great guy, he should have ta- talked to multiple different PR agencies before he opened his mouth. <laughs> um,
1: you know, I and I said this this past Monday on our show, you know, I I I agree with you guys. You know, I I don't as a as a Person who is a uh, just just in case you guys again don't know you know I'm I am a pastor that's my job uh, that's what I do this is fun I enjoy this I enjoy talking sports um, and all this stuff and so you know there's there's a big part of me that that is just heartbroken over what is going on in our country and in our world today, um, but you know I will say with the Drew breeze comments yesterday I think. I understood where he was coming from. It was just terrible timing. Um, I'm with you guys on
3: that. I, I, I don't think there is good timing. Not no to that, cut well, you but, off, but...
1: No, but, but I say that to say that I understand the point of what he was saying, and I understand the question, and I understand having, you know, because I, I too myself, have family members who actively served in the U.S. Marine Corps, my, my grandfather was a part of the Korean War. I understand how much of a toll that took on him, um, you know, seeing him as a kid and things like that. But but all that to say, you know, I think there there are some times in, in life where you just have to assess the situation that you're in and say, you know what, I I understand what I believe is important. And he said what he believed and how important it was to him and the reasoning why it was important to him. But in my opinion, I just think that there's a right time and there's a wrong time to do something. And and when there's so much uneasiness right now and there's so much uh, just everybody's looking for a reason to hate someone, That that's, that's the big issue right now is everyone is looking for a reason to call someone out. Mm. And so, unfortunately, this was one of those times where his teammates – thought he should not have spoken what he said at that moment. And Michael Thomas has tweeted today, you know, who was really one of the first ones to say something about it, that, you know, he forgave him and and it's done because that's what we're supposed to do.
3: I'm not saying demonize the guy by any means. He's not a bad guy. But what I'm saying is that, and I don't think people are necessarily looking for someone to vilify at this point in time. It's that... Right now, with the riots going on, in the past, people I've I've seen people post stuff on Facebook, and some of these these boomer comics that they post, they are racist. It's not even borderline racist; it's it's short of having Obama in a noose <clears throat> with the with the racial slur attached to it. And it used to be posted in public. Now people are getting the balls to tell these people, hey, the way you think it's not okay with the majority of people now, and. Yeah. You have half of the people who are mad enough about it and have been mad enough about it long enough to start burning stuff. And then the other half, Like I'm at the point now where I'm not going to tolerate any of these people in my life anymore who, as far as politically speaking, you can be Republican and we can talk policy all day. And if you want to start having conversations about things outside of politics that re- revolve around the people in the politics and have passion behind that, I could care less who's running on my side and what you say about them. Because I have no relation to them. They're not my sports team. You talk about the Falcons, and then we're going to have some words. But it's, <laughs> that's what I, confuses me, is that people treat it like sports to the point where it's us versus them, but it's having an effect on people's real lives. It's not sports.
0: So going, that, to, that, going to the Michael Thomas tweet, Michael Thomas did tweet out, one of my brothers made a public statement yesterday that I disagreed with him. Uh, he apologized and accepted because that's what we are taught to do as Christians. Now back to the movement. So he's, he's I, I look at this the landscape that we're in right now is – it's a land of opportunity because now that you know it's really enough is enough with what's going on and how the African American community is being treated, especially with with police and everything. And I, my father in law is a is a policeman and he sees this stuff every day. And, th- and there are there are some cops out there that should not have the badge, um, but I think we're in a time where now is the opportunity where all sides could be can talk and have a dialogue instead of just. You know, sitting back and not saying anything. Now, <clears throat> I was kind of called out on Twitter by a, a certain co-host, ex-co-host of ours, because I haven't I haven't said anything, and I put a tweet out there of, you know, a comedic tweet of the the GIF from Ghostbusters where Bill Murray says, you know, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria, and you know, our ex-co-host of the old show we were on called me out because, um, you know, it, it made he, he basically. You know, basically called me out, almost almost insinuated that I was a racist because I hadn't said anything. I'm like, well, in the back of my mind, I have I can't really say anything about this issue because it's never happened to me before. I've never witnessed it, and, and it hasn't happened to me. Instead of me saying something that may be misconstrued out there, I'd rather listen. I would rather listen to the parties that have been affected by something like this mm-hmm. instead of trying to say something that I know nothing about. Um, and the reason why I put out that tweet was, you know. In times like these, a little comedy goes a long way, you know. And it didn't meant to hurt anybody's feelings. It's 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 comedy, and that's what I think we're all here to do is is trying to make light of the situation and open just so many dialogues of how people feel. and And listen, everybody needs to listen to one another because if we all sit back and, and not listen, we're not going to get anything accomplished. So I I I think with 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 sports figures, and I know Drew Brees' heart was 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 in the right place for what he was trying to say, because I know he, he always says he's, he has, you know, his his father and his grandfather served with the military and everything. Well, a lot of other people's fathers have served the military, especially African-American families that have served in the military too. I know his heart was in the right place, but I agree with you, James. I think it was kind of the wrong timing to say something like that, especially in the time we're in where it's almost like we're all kind of walking on eggshells right now when it comes to things that we say.
3: And here's, here's a take, because I completely agree with you as far as, if you want to mind your own damn business during this time on social media and not post about it, as long as you're not trying to act like there's nothing going on and you're not trying to like self-promote, like these realtors are getting on my nerves, kind of. Oh, yeah. I know that we're sponsored by them, but it's like, you guys trying to sell the houses, I get it, but you're spamming social media every 10 minutes in between pictures of other houses on fire. So it's like, yeah, I don't know. But as far as what I've done, because I don't have anybody close to me that's law enforcement. I've I've had family members in uh, the Air Force and you the know, military, but... I, I do have black friends. So I, I reached out to a, a couple and, and I've talked to them about how everything's going on affecting them and, you know, I've shared my thoughts with them. And, you know, to a certain level, the level, I think the thing that outside of the law enforcement, it's also the white privilege and what it is with Drew Brees, you know, he has his opinion and you share it. And we, because we're used to being able to share whatever opinion we have without any sort of, you know, repercussions. But people are starting to, you know, get a little bit there they're showing who they support and who they don't cuz uh Ari Shafir or Ari Sh- uh, I can't Shafir. I'm pretty sure the guy no, that got right. canceled you, Ari, yeah, yeah
0: Ari cuz of the Kobe Kobe Bryant comments he, yeah. he
3: got canceled after that and it was one of those he he literally makes a living off of roasting people and the most whatever but uh society does have the right to declare what they do and don't accept so as far as you know that certain co-host having an issue with your uh inaction to speak that that speaks to both sides because as left leaning as I am, he should have been able, or they should have been able to reach out to you with a conversation and a question instead of an accusation. Because accusing each other is not going to get us anywhere, and it's the difference between calling out blatant racism and trying to bait people into a, a conversation like that. So well,
1: what I was, and just to close what I was saying here, real quick again, and and I want to just reiterate what I mean is that you know as a person who has never dealt with this before. I started out my show Monday by saying I I don't have much experience with this because I was raised in a home with people who taught me to love everybody. I grew up in a neighborhood that loved and respected each other, no matter what color you were, no matter where you lived. uh, We we, we do
3: have experience with this though. And in the long run is what I think people are getting frustrated with is because just by being white, white privilege, we have a privilege not an advantage, a privilege. So there are certain things that we get away with. I mean, I've got stories about times where I've been pulled over, and it's been so casual, it wasn't funny. And then times I've been pulled over with a black guy in the car, and I was afraid. It's the only time I've ever been asked to step out of my vehicle is when there was a black guy in the car. They searched the entire hatchback that I had at the time. Everything. It was a it was a whole thing because I had a headlight out, and right.
1: I. What I'm saying is, is that you you can speak to your experience only and that you
3: don't you don't have to speak to that's what i say you don't have to speak to a specific experience to it i think is what what people need to or or want the recognition of is you can look at statistics to see the privilege just by the disproportionate percentage of of folks i'm not talking
1: about specific privilege what what i'm saying but the bottom line of what i'm saying is in james ludeman's personal life i have not experienced that I have experienced friendship, camaraderie with people from all races and all different kinds of things. Do I ignore what's going on in the world? No, I absolutely don't. That's why I felt led to bring it up this past Monday. Uh, Bushman was there. He, he heard what I had to say.
3: Mm-hmm. But
1: what I'm, what I'm ultimately saying by vilify someone is people look for an excuse to find enemy at times. And I feel like that's a part, a little bit, it might not have been a big part of it, but it was a little bit of it. Because now you take a guy like Drew Brees, who represents a team, a city, an organization that has a number of different color people, not just black, but, uh, you know, Hispanic, all over the city of New Orleans. And now you're going to say, well, because he said this and was expressing his feelings in this way. It was What I say is it was the wrong time to do it. Yes, he did it. Yes, he can't take it back. It's on video. It's done. He said what he said. He issued an apology. I'm not saying he was right, and I'm not saying we need to forget about it. But what I am saying is that I think, unfortunately, we are in a time right now where people want to find people who are saying these negative things, especially celebrities, athletes, everything else. And put them right in the fire, in the middle of all of this, when there are other issues that we need to be focusing on. That, yeah. That's my yeah. point of what's being said. I, I tell you not, one not, thing,
0: not, you know, you know what one, you know, one thing that'll cure uh, Drew Brees' ills and make everything okay? Losing Touch, <laughs> touchdowns and wins—that's that'll cure everything. As soon as they start, nah. he starts throwing touchdowns to Michael Thomas, everybody everybody be like, "All's forgiven." Trust me.
3: Nah, he's gonna have an off because Tom Brady's gonna get in his head.
0: Well, that, that too. So, That's trust, true. trust us, all, all of us that are Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans and Atlanta Falcon fans want uh, Drew Brees and the New Orleans Saints Dude, to fall in
3: their faces. I'll, so, I'll tell you, to be honest with you, the Bucks are growing on me so fast that it's yeah. slightly oh, scary. God. I'll never, I'll never root for the Bucks over the Falcons. So, I mean, obviously, if they have an opportunity for a wild card, you know, I might. I'll never wear anything, but you know, I might we, clap.
0: We've never gone that deep on our show before,
3: ever. No, but I, I like the but opportunity. I like I you like can it. cut you can cut this out if you uh, want to put no. it on uh, certain parts, and then uh, no, no, no,
0: no, I'm well, keeping it all in. Everything will be on this show. I, I, I you know, there's sometimes where you need to have a serious conversation because right now there's not really a lot of talk about in sports except for like these no. issues right here. So no, I'm no, not cutting anything out, Nick.
1: Come on. And that's and the just to, part to me is that we can have a conversation. Like that's it, the thing. Exactly. I'm not angry. I'm not mad at anybody. i I hope nobody's mad at me for anything I've said, but. You know, I just I love being able to have conversation. And I think that's something that, um, you know, to their credit, some sports radio stations did this week, including J.P. Peterson today, uh, who had conversations about tough topics like this. And it has to happen.
3: Here's what I think the biggest issue is with everything is that things need to be handled in a certain order. So right now, what what I'm hearing from my friends that I've talked to is the first conversation needs to be about what people are protesting about, not the fact that they're rioting not looting whatever conversation what happened why is it happening let's address that yeah. and then we go to addressing yes rioting and looting is bad but they are rioting so it's not you're not supporting riots by supporting the movement you're supporting the change to stop the rioting right. and as far as the other groups that are taking advantage of everything and looting you know it's too easy for folks to pick just one thing and stick to it you know as far as like they see one one post on Facebook of uh, somebody taking a TV out of Target, and they automatically assume that that's what everybody who's protesting is doing. So right. it's just the ability to have these conversations and disagree, but it's also like at a core level, there's a certain level of things we have to agree on, like okay. black, black rights, and that there is an issue right now with law enforcement and the way they interact with the black community. There is an issue. It needs to be addressed. And as long as everybody agrees at that level, the conversations after that is how do we heal, what do we do, And the other little silly conversations about Drew Brees are what we do in the middle while we're waiting for sports and things to come back. But it does also show you, though, how out of touch to a certain level, because I'll disagree with you about the timing. I think if he says this two years from now, it's still still not okay. because the whole whole issue is if somebody wants to protest in a peaceful way and you're going to say that you disagree with that peaceful protest, you're now disagreeing with First Amendment rights to free speech. It's it's you're you're now forcing people into a cult like thing because if I I think it's super disrespectful for people to to spit on the sidewalk you know but if someone does it and I try to stop them from doing it if it's not illegal then I'm in the wrong for infringing on somebody else's rights. Nick, does that count and, for
0: sunflower seeds and dip when when you spit on the sidewalk?
3: <laughs> I mean, uh, technically, it's litter. I think in oh, some cities. Spitted? city in some city ordinances, it is if you spit tobacco or whatever. And I think that's where like. Who you vote for at a local level has so much impact that people don't realize. that If those are the things you care about, then you have to know who you're voting for. That's right. But on one fact-finding note, because I'm, I'm just that kind of guy, uh, Oh gosh! New Orleans is actually 60% black. It is one of the, uh, the few cities that is a majority African-American on the census. So right. as, as far as having an over no, – like know your, know your crowd. With Atlanta, Matt Ryan doesn't talk so much. Julio talks more. Doesn't I don't think I've Fal- ever
0: seen Matt Ryan have any kind of press conference or any kind of social media activity he, oh, outside he, of a, outside of a game. That's it.
3: He does, but all he does uh, is positive stuff, like with his teammates. Like he'll do some of the Falcons media stuff, and, but he doesn't. He doesn't put himself on the platform that he's not informed about, and that's what I'll respect about him. Is he's just a? He went to Boston College, and he's wider than my freaking walls in my bathroom. Like, let
0: me let me ask you guys uh, this question: Do you think Drew Brees and his relationships with, and the within the NFL and also the communities in in New Orleans? Do you think? Do you think he'll recover from this? Do you think you know he'll his stature as you know that that hero of New Orleans will will go back to that, or will, will be damaged for the rest of his career?
1: I- I don't think for the rest of his career, and, and I say that just because, you know, it, it's it's tough. Like I said, that's where I'm coming from with the situation where it's best to not say anything. Because now it's it's just like, well, now you have to worry about his legacy. Now you Now I have to worry about how is this going to affect me with my teammates. And I think his teammates are mostly understanding of what he's saying. Maybe not all of them, but most of them, I think, would say, you know, I get where he's coming from. Wrong way to do it. You know? If
3: if Drew Brees is the man that he seems like he is, as much as I hate the Saints, if he has the capacity to go to his teammates and apologize and say, I'm not I don't even know why I upset you. Can you explain this to me? Can we have a conversation about it? I want to learn, I want to grow. Then right. I don't see this being an issue for him at all. Not very long at all. People have forgotten about way worse, way faster. Sure. So and and with this it's not he didn't do anything terrible that's why i don't think it's something that he should be vilified over it's something that he should be made aware of that his point of view on this is just kind of out of touch and he should it should be like a social slap on the wrist he should be shamed a little bit for it so that he learns from it but then he comes back and i I think
1: it's been more than shamed i mean people in people in new orleans are already burning this dude's jersey and
0: yeah they had a protest the and, other day where they're saying and, f uh, f you drew breezer yeah and don't Brees
1: forget Brees. about the don't forget about the winston ears that are that are now jumping for joy you know because Jameis is going to come in and take over the starting job and lead him to a super bowl this Dude, year
3: <laughs> who gives a shit people have burned people's jerseys because they've gotten traded like there's way worse that can happen like with this exactly <laughs> <The Broadway>. and <laughs> And he's one of those players that if he came back to Cleveland, those same people would go buy another jersey. It's they just were, uh, and they did. <laughs> people right now, you're right. People are mad, and people want an outlet. And and sports used to be an outlet for us to be able to, you know, at the end of the day, if I got to sit down and watch the Braves whoop up on somebody, then it was awesome. If they got to lose, and I got to take out my frustration yelling at them, either way, it was my thing. Now we don't have that, so people are kind of you know going to the extreme with some some of this stuff. Yeah,
1: because we all want to hate the Astros this year, and we can't do that right now. Yes, Dude, do. you know how many yes, times I've pegged
3: out in MLB the Show? <laughs> He's so little, it's so fun. James, <laughs> they
0: they don't get a pass this season. They don't get a pass nope. the next season. No, nope. and they don't get a pass yes. until every single one of those guys is off the team. So, yeah, not right. even anymore.
1: the guys that even the guys that got traded, like the, some of the Boston guys and things like that. If you were on any of those World Series team or that World Series team, you're getting hit by a ball. Sorry. My
3: my biggest thing from all of that that broke my heart is that Brian McCann got caught up in it at all because yeah. he seems like such a genuine guy, and then now he's like shelled up. He won't do any interviews. It's just like you're a prick too. <laughs> I, I got
0: kind I of. I was kind of disappointed in Charlie Morton because Charlie Morton knew about it and didn't say anything about it so I'm I'm kind uh, of that's
3: one of those support. like it's like a frat situation if you frat out your frat I know it's a code it's like,
0: when it comes to those types of things it's like you're gonna rat out your whole team so you better shut your mouth unless you win a championship but, uh, I don't,
1: I, I don't know report. nothing about that I don't it's know nothing
3: Report needs to do a wire spinoff of the MLB
0: well they could they should they need to do a 30 for 30 the Astros yeah. cheating scandal that's what they need to do that's
1: right That be. that's good television right there, so there it's
3: way too fresh there's no way in hell that's happening <laughs> Well, let's not. A not there's not going to be a 30 for 30 on that until every single guy involved in that's retired. MLB is not going to let anything come out that people don't already know about until they're done. Yeah, that's a
0: good point. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, shit. We, uh, we went and pretty Players deep on this show. We went pretty deep on this show. It is sports caffeine. It is, How deep? So deep. Uh, so Sorry. Uh, so with <laughs> El Bushman, Nick, and we have Nick. We, we've kind of dubbed uh James our our fifth co-host since he's been on the show a lot of times. So he's our fifth our fifth member. He's
3: now. the fifth. He's the fifth man. He's the Dude, fifth it's man. like we're driving a truck with a full size spare. It's yeah, awesome. There you go.
1: <laughs> I, like that I don't know how to feel about that, but okay.
3: <laughs>
0: cool. Yeah, let's go. let's go. If it Sorry, makes you so feel, before... it, maybe we're a jeep. Before we wrap up the show, wrap up the show. you can find Sports Caffeine on FanStreamSports.com and also make sure to download the app. You can listen to us on Google Play, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and also Spotify. James, Nick, before we get out of here, anything uh, we got to touch on before we get out of here?
3: Ah, man. I am going to start Twitch streaming for sure now. I have, have the setup, and I'm ready to roll. I think I'm going to start my first JP's one tomorrow.
0: Doing the, JP's doing the Twitch now. He's Does
3: he want there. to get his ass kicked at baseball?
0: I don't think he's playing. He's broadcasting his show via Twitch.
1: That's... He, what what you So you play MLB the show, so obviously you have PS4, correct?
3: Yeah, I've got PS4, and I also game on PC.
1: Let me know when you're ready to lose, and I'll play on PS4. Let's go.
3: Oh, are you trying to go Diamond Dynasty, Kyle? Oh,
0: I'll go Diamond Dynasty. Let's go, bro. Can you, oh, get bro, you try make to sure go? make sure you record that, and then we can put it up? That would be yeah. like, fantastic. John. Bro, are
3: you trying to go tonight? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm
3: heated right now. I'm ready to throw some. I got some heat. Well, I got. Oh, listen, you can't.
1: Well, OK. Um, bro,
3: I got Charlie Morton. I got I got my diamond Charlie Morton.
1: Message me PlayStation name and we'll fig- We'll play. We'll do it. We'll figure it out. All right, You guys right, take this
0: conversation offline. We're going to wrap up the show. It is Sports Caffeine. Thanks for tuning in. We'll have a brand new episode next week. For myself, L. Bushman, Nick, and James, we'll catch you later in Sports Caffeine. See you. Thanks for listening. To another episode of Sports Caffeine. Available for streaming on FanStreamSports.com and FanStream Sports, the app.